We're continuing our Owning Your Strength series with my guest, Jennifer Starnes, on the joy that comes when you fully see the power and impact of your strengths on this episode of the Enough Already podcast. Had enough? Ready to turn your career into your own consulting and coaching business? You're in the right place. I'm Betsy Jordan, and with my background as a consultant, entrepreneur, and personal brand builder, I'm here to give you inspiration and guidance to own your brilliance, shape your brand, articulate your message, and get seen and paid as the expert that you already are. This is Enough Already, the place for consultants and coaches to learn how to create businesses and lives that they love. Welcome to the Enough Already podcast. I'm your host, Patsy Jordan, and we've been talking in the last few episodes about how to discover and leverage your strengths and your superpowers as the foundation of your consulting and coaching business and the challenges that stand in the way of that discovery. My guest today is Jennifer Starnes, who is a seasoned software consultant turned career mentor to other software consultants. So she and I have been working together Over the past year in our business brand, her positioning strategy, her visual branding, her website copy, her design, and she just formally launched her coaching practice a couple weeks ago. And my team, again, just knocked it out of the ballpark. I love her design. You definitely need to check it out. So in this episode, Jennifer and I got very candid about her journey into business ownership and how she overcame this hidden challenge that so many of my clients face when it comes to starting their business which is that the expertise that you formally invested all this time and money in it through your education, your experience, isn't always the expertise that you want to build your business on. So on the surface, the most logical business model for Jennifer, of course, was to simply start her own software consulting business. This is what she's been doing. But as we started initially on her strategy, you know, her heart just wasn't in it because she knew that there was something more along the lines. So she's going to share with you in this episode our aha moment that helped her realize what it was that she wanted to do and the expertise that she really developed alongside this formal expertise, which is around mentoring other people, especially heart-centered, logical women, and equipping them for success as software consultants. So this aha moment was really powerful. But what happened with this aha moment is that Jennifer just experienced all this joy about what she wanted to do with her business and how Joy created this fuel and this momentum to get her business launched and more importantly, get outside her comfort zone and start marketing herself, which for all of us, let's be honest, it's very new and it can be very vulnerable, especially for personal brands like us, you know, where we're the ones who are out there. So it's been a huge transformation journey, but you'll also hear about Jennifer's personal transformation that as she experienced this profound joy in her strengths and seeing what she was meant to do, how it changed her from the inside out as an individual and how she saw herself and what a game changer that is. So do you have your own business? And if so, does it bring you joy? If not, get ready for actionable inspiration from Jennifer. And if you're thinking seriously about starting your own business and you want one that brings you that kind of joy and you need a push of encouragement, Definitely listen into this episode and do one more thing. Head on over to my website at www.betsyjordanwithay.com slash downloads. I have some freebies there, resources and tools that help you start a business, figure out how to find the words to express the value of what you do, what are the pages of a website that converts, and how do you get proposals that get you paid as an expert. So you're going to get all of that there. So definitely head on over there. So without further ado, let's get on to the show. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you very much, Betsy. And I must say thank you very much for inviting me to your podcast. I've listened to quite a number of them. And I've been impressed by the content and guests who have been on this. So I'm, I'm really uh, honored to be included on your guest list. Thanks again. Oh, of course. Oh, my gosh. Of course. You have so much wisdom to share. And we have something to celebrate right now because you are ready to launch your business. So we've been working together for about a year on your business, your brand, your website. Oh, my gosh. Your website is gorgeous. Um, But I would love to talk to you a little bit about your journey into business ownership. So can you take us back to like what your career has been and what made you decide like, you know what? I think I want to do my own thing. Thank you. So Betsy, I've been a a consultant for the past 20 years and full-time consultant. Prior to that, I was in IT management and I switched from IT management to full-time consultant. So after being in it for about 20 years. um, Can I I interrupt real quick? You're a full-time consultant for another company or a firm? 
um, for a firm and the, and the firm that I'm a consultant with, um, I provide services to other clients. Got it. Okay. So even though I'm employed to an organization, a partner, that partner firm provides service to external clients. And because of the nature of the work, you're embedded within organization for extended periods. So it's almost like I've been working for many different companies within this time frame. Got it. Okay. So you were working for the firm in the IT space. And then what yes. happened? So after a couple of years, I've been in it for, for, for such a long time. I have matured. I've seen a lot. I've done a lot. And it reached to a point where I've pretty much exhausted that particular field in terms of what I wanted to do. And I wanted to do something different. And I wasn't sure what that was. I All I knew it was whatever it was, I needed to be my authentic self in doing so. And I wanted to rely on things that did not bring on stress or strain on all the, the priorities in my life or the the relationships and the people in my life. I needed to show up for them and I want to show up for everybody. So um, I, I started on a quest to find out what it is that I wanted to do. And I did search and I, I, I spoke to a lot of different people, friends, family, and everybody had good intentions about what I could do. And, but I wanted something systematic. I wanted something that was clear and I wanted not just to go and start a business, but also, but something out there, but wanted something that was meaningful, something that was true to me and something that gave real value. And it must be of, a, of an excellent quality. It wasn't just something. It must have, you know, it must be enduring. I didn't know how to get there. And I didn't think there was anything out there for a consultant to navigate, to get there. And then one day I found an article which you wrote. Oh. <laughs> and, and I read it and you were you were speaking to my story and you were giving your story, but it sounded like my story. And I I was just floored by it. And then I reached out. And uh, but of course, you reach I reached out, but I wasn't sure whether or not this is what I wanted to do. Should I really do this? Is this for real? And and frankly. When you see so many things on the internet, you, you really wonder if somebody's saying something just for saying its sake, or can they really deliver the words that they're saying? Right. And so I, I had to dig around and, 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 and I signed up for your newsletter and I saw different articles coming in and I found that your message was consistent. You knew what you were doing and you have had results that I, the kind of results that I was looking for was um, I was seeing those that being reported and and it gave me some more reassurance and it I think it took a couple of months before I actually reached out to you and said okay let's talk and and, and we did and then we started this incredible journey and it's a whole transformational journey because to move from being a consultant to starting my own business it meant that I had to use different additional muscles and different skills and and and, and because I wanted to build something so um that was authentically me, it meant that I had to find out who am I and what am I about and what's what's what was important to me, really me. And it took me going down that journey to learn about myself and do some cleaning up and adding some things <laughs> and, and, and found my voice and found myself. And I realized I've always been there but I, for many different reasons, I've actually accumulated so many other things that I had to work through. And, it, you know, having a community of the mastermind class, having a, a coach like you that says, um, that walks me through and said, I understand. And, you're, and you, when I'm not seeing your thing, I can see what you're not seeing as yet. And, 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 and creating, help me create that path. You know, I'm so grateful for that journey. So I'm hearing a lot of things in what you're saying. And so like on a very tactical level is that, you know, you're from the career standpoint is you did as much as you could as a consultant working for a different firm. So you've done as much as you could. You wanted to have your own business and you wanted something that would support 
your lifestyle, not just your money, but your lifestyle, you were looking for something that was more meaningful, but the overarching goal was authenticity. So you wanted authenticity. And so the real challenge for you is like, okay, so I want a business that feels like me and I got to figure out who am I (laughs) and who is this person and what is it that I want? And so that was the big transformational part is unpacking all the stuff that wasn't you so that the real you could sort of emerge out of that. Is, is that, does that sound like what you were saying? Absolutely. You've got it. You've got it. So what was some, so we went through the process of figuring out your business model and took a little bit. So what did, tell us a little bit more about like your process of figuring out who you are and what kind of business model you wanted. Uh, Part of that process was trying to understand what it is that I do that made me feel alive, that ignites me, that, that, that really brings out that joy in, in, in me where I wake up in the mornings and I feel, you know, on top of the world, like I'm doing this, whatever that job is and knowing that this is really me. And I want to do it. And it's not something that I put on. It's who I am. And so we went down the road of doing a market scan. And interestingly enough, when we did the market scan, there were comments that, you know, you know, all those very generous people made. And I think I read it there in terms of more of an exercise that you had me go through. And it wasn't until we went through the exercise where you asked, where you asked me, like, who do I want to serve? And who are the people that really I'm passionate about serving? And I found that these women, and, 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 and this wasn't just something that I thought about because you asked. I think deep inside, I felt it before, but I just didn't know what to do with that longing, that desire. And I thought about the problems that I saw where I couldn't understand why other people weren't seeing the problem the way I'm seeing it. Mm-hmm. Or, or if they saw the problem, why aren't they doing something about it? Because I didn't think that I was in a position to make a difference and, and do something about it. And it wasn't until we had that conversation and you said, forget about all the things around me or what other people are doing or not doing. But what about you? Who do you want to serve? And I kept coming back again to the to looking at situations where I've seen women, they're earning what, 40, 50,000 a year. And they're using, they have some great people skill. They know how to organize things, make things happen. And they have great skill, talents and everything, but they, for, for whatever reason, they end up in a, in a particular job or career. And, and that's the ceiling is like right here. 40, 50,000, 60,000, you're not going to earn any more than that. And they pretty much settle there and, and, and not knowing, or for whatever reason, they never move from there. And I'm saying, okay, so the problem, so, so that's happening over there. Over here, we have this huge industry that's growing fast, and we need those skill sets that they have over here. And why aren't we tapping into those skill sets and bring them over here? And, and do they not know that they could use the same skills, just some tweaks and pivot and come over here and, and, and help other people? Because there are people over here with the six, you know, $100,000 salaries who are, who need them. And so I, I said, okay, why, why can't we do that? Because then, we solving a problem, and then it, it also, for me, in terms of when I see people hurting, I feel it, and I'm thinking, if we could solve that, there were so many people who would benefit from that solution. So why not do it? And so, um, I love that's what clarity. <laughs> clarity in your fashion. <laughs> so, okay. So what it sounds like is um, there's so many things that were discussed, you discovered during this market scan is the real things that you wanted to help. is like these women and you see their relationship skills because you're in a technical space and most people have a lot of great technical skills, but they don't have the people skills. So it's like, okay, they're suffering over here because they need 
they need software consultants who have some people skills and they don't have any and they're paying good money over here. And you got these other people with like great people skills might need to learn a little bit of the technical side. Why don't I bring them together? It's a win-win. And so you saw that opportunity and it's like, yes, like I definitely want to go after that. And so we're going to raise, we're going to raise the income level for these people over here. And we're going to increase the value of these projects over here. Win-win. But then the other part, I think, is, you know, you really tapping into this, uh, this mentor side, this emotional side, like we, one of the things, exercises we do is around the archetypes and, you know, that there's those four archetypes, the visionary, the sages and the caretakers and the warriors. I think one of the big shifts is you are in the technical space. So you look like you're a sage and that, that looks like that's what you look like and coming to an aha, like, "Mm, no, I'm a caretaker and I'm a mentor. And we grabbed a hold of that label, like I'm a mentor because I'm going to not just get, I'm not going to coach these people how to get a job. I'm going to train them up and I'm going to show them through all of my best practices. How did you come to that awareness and how did you recognize like, wait a minute, I built a different career off of what I thought was my superpowers when I had these superpowers actually over here? So it's, you know, part of that, Betsy, it's, it's the fact that when, when I'm describing what I want to do, you were using the words because you started using coach and mentor and th- those terminologies. And it was when you started using those words and I thought about what I would be doing with these women in terms of they're taking a transformational journey because it isn't just I am going to upscale you and send you over there. It's, it's, it's They themselves will have to go through this whole transformation about how they think about themselves and how they think about their clients that they're going to be helping. And so when you, and in order to have that sort of conversation, it's more of mentoring, having that intimate conversations and, to, and being vulnerable and saying, you know, going pretty much what you have done with me. And I'll be doing with my clients in terms of developing themselves and, and tapping into their natural abilities and, and and have them pivot. The interesting thing is when we when we had done the the market scan and some of the comments that were made at the time, I I think I I glanced over them and I and I wasn't I didn't quite pick up at the time when f- there were people who were saying using the terminology mentor and coach in how um how I affected their life. So you know in terms of our own relationship. It's my relationship with them, how it helped them. I, I didn't see it. I kept thinking, well, I was a consultant and I did these things and 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 they did some things and you know there were some results. It was not actually, it wasn't until we were putting the testimonials together and then it dawned on me, oh my gosh, I've always been a mentor and coach, always been. When I see people, I see people. I I I I have this empathy for people because it's it's not I didn't acquire it by myself. It's not a skill that I've acquired like you know consulting or in, in terms of in technology. It's something that I've always had in terms of when I see people, I can see their pain, I can see their joy, I can see where they're hiding, I can see so many things. And I just thought everybody in the world had the same experience. I thought everybody in the world was like that. Actually, for a long time, I thought everybody in the world was just like me, which is why sometimes I get um, frustrated because I'm thinking, why are you not seeing it the way I'm seeing it? Because I'm seeing it this way. Right. And so it was when I realized, no, we are all different and we all have different strengths. And some of those trends can be weaknesses or depending on how we use it. And so it was when I began to see that and realize if I just relaxed and be myself and lean into my strength, then those people around me who need my strength, because there has to be a reason why I have it. It must be for somebody else. It can't just be for myself. When I give myself the strength that I have, then, then I'll be happy. then I'll be living in joy. I'll be, it will ignite me to, 
to feel that's what that great fulfillment is. It's when I can see somebody else's life transform and they they live in within their own strength, whatever those strengths are, because they have their own strength. When they live in it, that gives me so much joy. That that ignites me. And so it's it's when I could reflect and brought through and, and notice that, then I'm like, that was my aha moment. Like, yes, this is what I want to do. This is absolutely what I want to do. And I'm just looking forward to those women who are whatever space they're in, but they have been given fingerprints with my name on it somewhere. And therefore, when we come together, I'm going to look for you. <laughs> and I hope you open up to hear me when we come together and then you create the life for yourself and know that I'm for me to be able to sit there and see you and and just even if I'm not at the front row, but close enough to see your life transform into something so much beautiful, then that then I've I've done what I've come to do. I've I feel like my purpose is fulfilled and and I'm ready. <laughs> I'm just so happy for that. I'm like so emotional. <laughs> the um, the what it took, like I mean, it's just the transformation is just stunning. Um, I love your comment about living in strength and joy. You know, like I think that that was your quest. We call you called it authenticity, but I think your quest was to live in authenticity and joy. And it's been a battle for you to, you know, to let go of whatever was not strength and joy. And to let those things go so that the strength and joy could come up. And I think you're talking about more than strength, to be honest with you. Like, to me, you're talking about gifting, you know, yes. like the like the gifting that you're given for this lifetime. And like strengths are, you know, like someone could have a strength like, oh, I really like to build things. So I'm going to go have my hobby in the background and it just makes me happy. You know, like that could be a strength or, you know, even the strengths finder best at strengths. But a uh, a gifting you know, it's more like a calling, you know, and something that you're supposed to do that's supposed to bless the world. And it's like you figuring out like, this is what I'm designed to do. This redeems my story. This redeems, this reflects like what I've always been like. And I want to bring that forward. And it's just, it's a different energy, like just the the loving abundance that you're offering and talking about the women with the fingerprints, like just, it's just, it's breathtaking to hear something like that. And I think that that's the real power of like, like, I mean, to me, I, I don't know for sure if that's what you're trying to communicate, but to me, that's the true chance transformation is moving from questions and doubts to this level of confidence in what you want to offer. I agree. I totally, you've summed it up so well, Betsy. Um, yes, it, it, it absolutely is. It's absolutely, yes. Yeah. You know, and I think even like some of the struggles that you've had in um, trying to find the words to express, you know, your value, obviously, you don't have any trouble in that standpoint. But you know, your next order up for bids is to work on content and work on some of those other things. And you know, we got to be smart, balance SEO and all of that. But it would be kind of interesting, like just to stay at this kind of zone of saying, like, I really see this person and I see what they they need and they want. And I want to elevate, you know, their, I want to validate and elevate their perspective on what's possible for them. You know, like, what is it about women who are capped at 40 and 50, 50, 60,000 that makes you crazy? Why is that just, why, why do we have to solve that problem? I think partly because they have, for, for the, for the women who are there, who, who within themselves, they are, it, it, they want more and they, they might feel like it seems it, it, it seems unfair that or like it's it's not right <laughs> it just feels like it, it it should not be it seems wrong I'm trying to find a word to explain um that the, it ought not to be it, it really should not be that way and they need it's let like, me push you on that because I think this is going to help you. Why shouldn't it be that way? Why shouldn't why is it a tragedy when smart women are capped out in their earning potential? I think it's it's a tragedy because it's untapped 
And while they're in that space, there are other people in life who are not benefiting from them. Hmm. So it's back then, to the light on, like their light not being on the stand, their light being hidden. That's right. It's been hidden uh, or, you know, they're not producing the, it's like potential energy that's there. And it isn't just because the energy is that there, it's needed. It's absolutely needed. It's not like it's not needed. They are needed. They're absolutely needed. And so it feels also like a waste that we are sitting here and what we have is needed to create some additional transformation for other people too and for themselves and for their families and for everybody around us because I believe that everybody is here for a reason and there's a value to each of us. And we don't get to say somebody else should sit in our place. If we don't step up, there's not going to be somebody else that's going to step in. Or if they do step in, they're working in, they didn't get the, the tools to do what we have been, or the this gifts, as you mentioned, that we were being given. And therefore, it might be distorted or it might manifest itself in such a way that it doesn't create the beauty and doesn't create the power the, and all those good things in the world. And so it's only when we step up because of what we have, this original fingerprints that we have. It's when we step up, then it will, will unleash what we are supposed to do. Because I, I just don't believe that human beings are here and some are here for good reason and some are not. Right. I think all of us is here for. And so it's when each of us step out and based on our own gifts, we flourish or we, we step out and utilize it for the for others, not just for ourselves, for others, that we will we will get the relief that we the peace that we're looking for, and we'll get the joy that we're looking for, and all those um outer workings of we living the way we ought to, that we were meant to live. So it's almost like for you, is if somebody's not living into what their design is and what their unique fingerprint is or their thumbprint then um, they're not, they're holding something back in terms of their own joy. And then they're not contributing, which is lessening the joy of everybody around them. Yes. That is really powerful because I think that what you said is true is that people aren't, nobody's here. That's like, okay, well, these people are supposed to live on purpose, but these people like, eh, they're not really supposed to. It's like, well, now I think they're all supposed like we're not designed for, you know, everybody's designed for a reason. But what is it about software consulting for these particular women that you see as the answer to their, their um, income cap and their career cap? Like, why is it software consulting? Why is like, paint me a picture for the person that you're talking to and why is this the best career path for me and why will, why will I love it and why will I thrive okay so i um first why i'm looking at software consulting is because for some reason i've been placed here in this field and so i speak to it i certainly look forward to other people doing same similar thing or whatever they have been equipped to do whatever talents they have to do it within their own space because they've been in their own space for some reason. And, and also just mention the fact that even though I'm speaking about women, I believe that there are men who have been here to help other men flourish. And, and so I'm encouraging them to step up and, and, and help these men in their own space. But I feel like I have been brought in for, for these, for this particular, um, people. So why software consulting? Partly because, as I said, this is my space that I work in, and this is where I have developed skills, knowledge, education. So as I work with them through the process, it's, 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 it's less, I will take less time to help them to navigate in this particular space because of the additionals, um, experience I have in this area. If I were to do, let, let's say I was to say, okay, I want people to do nursing and I'm doing it in this space. It would take such a long time. I would have to acquire all those skills and then it would not be practical to do yeah. that. 
So there's some logic of saying, all right, I read my own story and say, well, I know, I know software consulting. This makes sense. Yes. But you, you had said earlier, though, that you see opportunities in this particular space. Like you, you see needs in the software consulting industry for relational people. So it's yes. like, what, what's the market opportunity? You know, what's the career potential and market opportunity in the software consulting? Um, space that, you know, for those who are listening who might not know, like, wow, I didn't know this was like a burgeoning field. And I didn't know there were so many opportunities. And, you know, I'm sure I, I think for a lot of people, they wouldn't think, hmm, the first skill set we need for, you know, software consulting is relationship skills. I think most people would think like analytical skills might be handy, you know, <laughs> technical skills might be good, you know, so what is it that you see that we're, no one else is seeing? Absolutely. And it's an excellent. And thank you for clarifying that for me, Betsy. The, the the thing is, um, and, I, and, I, and I hear the question, sometimes people said, I'm not a tech person, I'm not in IT tech, and I, and I, and which I totally understand. For years, technology was um, kind of a, a hidden, it's like you have to have some advanced degree in computers to be part of this, this field, right? And to some extent, that was true, the very beginning. You know, you have to be some scientists to, to be in it. But as, as the years progress, it has changed dramatically and it moves faster than any other industry that we've known. In that we've moved from that to today's world where it's almost like the, the technical side of it is, is, is so removed or it's, it is so... The, the, the manufacturers or the people who have the high tech skills have advanced to the stage where it's, where that technical side of it is being handled already. And what we are leaving, what we are left with is a space between the technical and the, and the everyday people who are using it. And that's where the great demand is. It's between people who talk to other people and people who talk to the tech people. And not even the, the, the lower level tech people either. I'm talking about tech people who themselves know how to speak to you. And so there is this wide breadth that we're missing a lot of people who needs to talk to people. Take, for example, my, my five-year-old came home last, uh, last year with a brand new laptop. And I thought, oh, so you're going to be keeping it at home for you know, just in case we have a snow day or, you know, you have to do online school. So maybe you just get it just now and again. He said, no. I was told that he has it just like when you have pen and paper. He's going to take it back and forth to school. He's using a laptop. So a five-year-old has a laptop as a part of his whole learning experience. So imagine that. If a five-year-old could do that, imagine what is happening in business where the reliance on technology so who is teaching my five-year-old? Not some scientist how to use his laptop. And so it is in business. We can't, we're not, we don't want some scientists who can speak in ones and zero bits and bytes to talk to people. You want people who can empathize, who can walk into a space and see somebody turns up and said, I'm afraid to ask you a question because I'm going to look dumb or stupid for asking this question. And you have to have empathy to know they really don't want to ask the question in a group of people because they're going to look, they might feel uncomfortable doing that. And therefore, you know, not to ask certain questions or know how to read a room and know when to say some things and not to say something, to ask question, not to ask question, to give them information that helps them and understand all of these things. It takes time to follow up with people to make sure that when someone communicates with you, you understand that what you're saying isn't just what's written in black and white. You have to read beyond it that says, I really don't want to be on this project, for example, or I don't think I'm, I can deliver what you're asking for me. Or because I'm on this project, the entire company is looking at me to deliver something and I don't feel confident enough to deliver, or I'm afraid I'm going to look silly or I'm, I'm afraid that the project is not going to go as expected, or they're going to ask something. There's so many questions and thoughts that go through people's mind in an implementation. And we have to be 
we need people to be in that space that can have those conversations with them. And so, and that's just, just a short example. I'm just, you know, pulling things out of the air in terms of telling you. But what I've found is that we've had more issues with people than the technology now, because the technology has gotten so stable over the years. I mean, nowadays we pick up our cell phones and we can pick up, you know, so many apps are running and we generally see bum out or gives errors, right? Because technology has improved tremendously. Where we haven't seen much changes is really in terms of people and how we interact with people. And so that's where I am. I, I, I see we have a need and a, 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 a need to fill. It's the people part. So it sounds like then what you're saying is this is a dynamic growing industry. And in the past, maybe the technical technical skills were really important, but now the technology is stable and the real need is for people skills. And it sounds like a lot of um, nuanced people skills, the ability to read behind resistance, like I don't want to be here. I feel dumb. I don't want to ask a question. And also a certain amount of teaching skills like that. You have the patience to teach a five-year-old. I know I don't have the patience to teach my children how to work their computers. That was not, you know, I had to pay someone to teach my kids how to drive because I am not well-suited for that task at all. Um, but it sounds like that that's where the real opportunity is. So as you were making an, if, it sounds like if you were making an appeal to your, you have an appeal to actually two different audiences. You have an appeal to to people who feel like they're kind of capped out in their in their earning potential and they have these great people skills and they're looking for their next career opportunity and you're like whoa software software consulting would be a great fit for you we could just with a few tweaks you could take your earning and double it and you could be having a career path that you might not even thought about because your people skills cuz there's this big need in this business but then on the flip side it's going to this particular industry is saying, hey, listen, companies, you guys are missing the mark. You're hiring the wrong people. You're not going to get the results. And you're actually probably wasting time and money on projects that aren't going anywhere because you don't have the right people who understand the people. So I'm going to grow these people up and I'll develop them. And then I'll, I'll move them over to you. And now you get your business needs met. You get your career needs met. Everything's a win-win. Right. And, and in addition to that, we, we, we also have people who, who are earning the income that they want, but they may be in a field that they're saying, I want something different. I want to try something different. And I'm so also appealing to them to consider this, um, this career in terms of being able to do something different. And it's, 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 it's a field that is, is constantly, as I, as I mentioned before, it's, it's, it's growing. And, and and granted, when it comes to people, there is no limit to, in terms of relationship building and resolving conflicts and and all those things, right? Because you know, one you know one of the things we know is in terms of technology, is the the the, the main pillars are you know the, the technology, the people, and the process. And the technology, as I mentioned before, is stable. It's getting more and more stable every day. The process is, is really improving in terms of, you know, companies coming up with ways to deliver solutions. So you're not going to go in and say, okay, I want to start from scratch and I'm making up things as I go along. Where we haven't been able to make that great stride is regards to people. And we can see that in society, the, 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 the conflicts that we see in society is also within businesses, right? Because it's, 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 it's not, you know, totally um, in a vacuum. So right. we have to deal with those there too. So as long as you deal with people, there is no, there isn't going to be a limit to um, how much creativity you can come up with in terms of getting people to, you know, to ignite people and and get them to transform. Because a lot of that is also the transformation process you're taking people through. That's awesome. Because really, at the end of the day, the people skills. So if you can get people who have people skills and if you could develop that, like to me, there's more than people skills. It's like certain amount of, you know, relational political savvy, you know, to go beneath the surface. I mean, then you could write your ticket on many, many jobs. Yes. My experience, like even with executives, like what it makes great executives are not the, you know, you don't have to know your business line after, after a while. Like you really have to have that political savvy and some of these other skill sets. So, okay. So this is amazing. And I love the clarity of what you have here. 
How was it once you got the clarity on what your business is all about? What was that process like trying to get it manifested into website copy in your website? What was that process like? It was crazy because um, I, 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 I did not realize that writing a website copy is so different from business writing. And so I had to be learning new skills and using different muscles to, to come up with it. And, 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 you know, you know, working with you, who's, who's saying, okay, say it this way, speak like how people speak and not how the gobble the cook and, you know, like long sentences that nobody, it's very difficult to read through. And so going through that. But I think one of the things that really hit me when you asked me to name my company with my name, <laughs> and <laughs> I went into a panic mode because I'm like, I, I, I cannot do that. I cannot use my name for my website and for my company name. And I went through a little crisis there and you, and you really took me through that one. And I mean, today, I, I, it makes so much sense now. If somebody's looking for my company or looking for me, it doesn't matter what name they put there. <laughs> Right. Same person. Right. Something like that. (laughs) The number one search term for your own business is going to be your name. I mean, go look up Renee Brown and Renee Brown's and it's going to be her, you know, or even Marcus Buckingham, who has like the strengths company or whatever. People aren't looking up. Oh, I go. I want to go find the strengths company. You know, like they're looking for the person. Yes. So so I, I, I found that interesting. And when I reflect on the journey, that was one of them in terms of my name. Yeah, that was a fun one. <laughs> that was, but I love it because you're always straightforward. Like, yeah, I don't like this. It's like, okay. <laughs> and I think the other thing is when you ask us to do a photo shoot for, for the website. Oh, yeah. Boy, I gave you reasons for that. Like, I don't, I, why can't we just <laughs> stop pictures? And you're like, no. Um, um, oh, oh no, you didn't. You did not say stock photos. No, no. It's because like, you're making a connection. I mean, go I look at go. Okay, if for can you give the address for your website and people will see how amazing you looked in your photo shoot. What's your address? My address is um, jenniferstarns.com. It's my name, Jennifer Starns, one word, jenniferstarns Can you spell Starns? S-T-A-R-N-S, there is no E in it. So jenniferstarns.com. So when you head over there, one, you're going to see that one of the things that you had asked for was a business that looks like you. And, you know, I'm biased, but I feel like my team like knocked it out of the park. Like, I think it's so beautiful and it looks like you. Do you feel like your website looks like you? And how do you Absolutely. feel about your website and your design? I I I I I like the 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 calming color, the inviting um, feel to my website. I like the colors, and interesting enough, the colors I had, um, you know, green, gold, and of course, a lot of the white. The writing is also black, some areas of black, which coincides with the color of the Jamaican colors, which I did not realize at the time when I said I wanted these. Because you're Jamaican, yeah. Yes. <laughs> And so um, it is, and it's, it, I, I feel like it's, it is inviting and the feedback I have been getting is that it, is, it looks inviting and that's what I want it to be. Um, yeah, and oh boy, I, it's, it's much better than I thought it would turn out in terms of the design and even it, the copy. Um, oh my goodness, I just love the, 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 the collaboration that went into getting the, the copy all the the team who helped put it together uh, i just i just love it and i it's it was quite an experience it's all part of the transformational just going through who would have thought going through an experience like that building a website would cause such growth such acceptance and and and, and it's absolutely confidence building going through that process why do you think that is like why do you think that, that it was so transformational I think once, because there were thoughts in my mind why I did not want my picture out there, why I didn't want the website um, with my name. And w- working through those objections meant that I had to think differently. Mm. And in thinking differently about that, I end up thinking differently about other things in life. 
And even the journey of saying, I'm starting from blank piece of paper. I have no idea what my website was going to be, look like at the very beginning. And but then persevere through it and taking steps and being and going through it step by step. Like you get the the colors and the funds and the and, and the copy and then all of that. And when it comes together, it creates something beautiful. So just a visual representation of this is what can happen in my own life if I identify my goal and I might not know what it looks like at the end, what the result will look like. But if I'm all, if I hold true to what I want in the end, then I can continue, think about the specific steps that will get me there and seek help along the way. Yeah. You know, and, and, and understand that there are some things that you just have to trust when someone says, do this. And you trust that they have gone along that route before and trust them. And then when you, and then you evaluate as you go along. Am I on this? Am I still on the same path? Yes. Is it developing the way I want it to develop? Yes. Then keep going. And until you see something that's just totally takes you off route, you continue, you continue. And then when you get there, you'll, you will see it. And, and I don't think any transformation is in a vacuum. When you transform in one area, it will affect other areas. And so the, the benefits just multiply. It's not just what one thing, one goal that you have set. It's not the only thing you achieve. You will achieve goal in many different areas. You know, so, that's such a great cool. point too. It's like, it's an action learning thing around transforming your life because usually when people leave a job to start their own business, it's never just about the work. And it's never even just about like being a mom or being there for your kids. It's about like something of me. I, I want to express something else in me that I haven't been able to manifest. So by getting it into your website, you can get it into your life, you know, yes. and, and your authentic self of like, just feeling comfortable. Like, you know what? I am a mentor. I'm not a software. I'm not a software engineer. I'm not a software person. I'm a mentor and I'm going to own that role. And I can own that role here. I can own it and own that energy everywhere. May not play out specifically like you do in your business, you know, but you can own that energy. So if you're going to go back in time a year ago when you're chatting with the person who is still in the job and trying to make a decision, what would you say to that person? What are you waiting for? Just get going. <laughs> Just what get about, going. Get what about the, the person who didn't want to have her picture on the website and, the, and her name on the URL? What would you tell her? The same thing. Just go for it. it because I, I think once you find a good coach, mentor, once you're in that space, then then commit. If you commit, just commit. Just go go for it. Because if I had stopped midway and said, and there are times in midway, I'm like, this is crazy. Maybe I should go find a job. <laughs> and if I had done that, I would not experience this today. And this is not something that somebody can describe to me adequately. It is something that you have to experience yourself. So and, and, and it's not something reckless. That's a thing in terms of when we do these, when we when we when we consider it and 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 be deliberate about it, because there is a reason why I did not go live with a company one month after leaving my job. It took a while to do the work and being and not being reckless, not being okay, just rushing because of anxiety or frustration or whatever, but saying. I need to pull myself out of the situation and see it in a clear mind with a sober mind and make that decision and, 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 and stick to it. Be committed. And push past those moments, like in the middle of the process where you're like, mm, I think I'm done, you know, yes. and just say, all right, I know that that's a sign. I should probably keep going. That's right. So it sounds like I'm glad to hear that I delivered on my promises. You're worried that there's stuff on the internet that, uh, you know, people give words that they don't deliver. So it sounds like, it sounds like, yeah, like there was. Oh, absolutely. Oh my goodness. I am so grateful. I am so grateful that first you put yourself out there to say, I am here to help you. And, and, and cause if you hadn't done that, I would not have found you. And um, so I appreciate that. And just opening up yourself to, walk with me along my journey and I'm blessed because of that and I, I thank you very much 
Is there anything else you want to tell me about leaving your job, starting your business, software consulting, mentoring, and I just didn't ask you the right question? I I, I think you pretty much captured a lot. I, I think I've said a lot that I'm maybe I'm, I don't remember what I've all I've said in this conversation, but um, I, I I just want to encourage you know if, whether you whether you're not in the, a software consultant right now, you're thinking about it. Just to know, remind yourself that you know you are an original and you have something to contribute, and and just get out and do it. And if you're already a software consultant, and you're you're thinking that you know I could bump up, you know I I could be living a life which is more fulfilling being a software consultant. Know that the, don't just sit with it. Do something about it. And if they head onto your website, I believe there's an access to your calendar. Could they get on your calendar and chat with you about all of that? Absolutely. Um, my calendar is there. And once you make an appointment with me, it doesn't show up that you have made an appointment with me. So nobody's going to see that you're having a conversation with me. And so once you make an appointment, it, the conversation with me is confidential. And you don't, you know, just have a, it's a free conversation we let's see where it goes don't don't your future self will you know deserve this so it sounds like you really want to offer more than just career advice you want to do a similar kind of process to what you went through with me is you want to give people an opportunity so it sounds like when people are on the call with you it's not like you're going to go shove some sort of sales thing down the throat it's going to be like hey, I want to walk with you. I want to guide you into what you want to do. It sounds like that's what you're really inviting those people to do. Is that accurate? That's, that's correct. It's, it's a transformational journey where we, we walk based on you specifically, which is why I, I, I'm, I'm not putting something out here that says it's for everybody or, it's, or this is one way to attract a group. Even though I said, you know, I'm looking for women. It doesn't mean that we are not in a homogenous group. You know, each of us are individuals. And I meet you as yourself, whatever circumstances you're in, whatever your goals in life, whatever it is that, you know, that appeals to you, your own strengths. I I, 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 I meet you where you are. I'm, I'm not trying to say, well, this is how you should be. So you, you've got to get there before I can connect with you wherever you are at this moment. This is where I show up for you. And if somebody has relationship skills, it's like, yeah, I want to monetize these relationship skills more. They could definitely call you and you could help them out. Exactly. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show, Jennifer. And thank you so much for just the privilege of being a part of the journey with you. You are just a joy to work with. And it's been so much fun and I cannot wait to see what's next for you. Thank you, Betsy. Thanks for having me on your show. I really appreciate you and all that you've done for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire in you, please rate and review Enough Already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at BetsyJordan.com and it's Betsy Jordan with a Y. And you'll learn all about our end-to-end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait. Start today.